Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 88. Today we're going to be concluding our Achtung Cthulhu adventure, A Quick Trip to France. Thank you to Modifius for publishing it, and I hope you've been enjoying us going through it. Our cast includes myself as the Game Master, Dirk as Captain Swan, Zophor as Daphne, and Manissa as Sarah and Crook, her dog who would seem to be the most effective of all of them in a fight. And so, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 88, A Quick Trip to France, Part 3. This is session number three, three I believe, of the, uh, it's either three or four. I think it's three. It's three. It's three, yeah, because I did not expect our machine gun battle to take as long as it did. Of the Achtung Cthulhu, quick start, a quick trip to France. And when last we left our heroes, they had fought a pitch battle between themselves and several black sun soldiers in a barn where the yes. uh, truck was. And I believe you ultimately did defeat your opponents. I don't believe anybody got seriously injured. I think there was some stress inflicted. I took a bullet for the captain, but I think it was just stress. I don't think it was actually injured. Okay. XO4, you are sounding a bit muffled. You know, people tell me that. <laughs> Even when you're not on a microphone, which is ultimately even weirder. <laughs> okay, what about now? Hey, that is a bazillion times better. Uh, okay, so did I fix it? You did. Okay, then stop complaining. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Introduce yourselves, and then I will recap a small recap of what happened, and we can start. And with any luck, conclude this adventure tonight. I thought you were going to introduce us. You already know each other. I don't need me to introduce you. I need no introduction. All right. Well, <laughs> get off of this train. Why don't we start start with our beloved captain? Okay. Captain Swan, a British Special Forces officer, veteran of the Great War, and the leader of this rather misfit band. All right. And how about you, Zophor? I am Daphne Rogers, bright young researcher. I am not military. I am just temporarily accompanying this group. So I, w I wouldn't necessarily say the captain's the leader of me, but that's beside the point. The point is I am here. I'm in the cold investigator and I'm here for my knowledge not so much skill, but knowledge in the occult to try and help get this situation under control and find out what's going on. It's very exciting. All right. Manissa, that leaves you. Hello. This is Corporal Sarah Walker. I was raised on a sheep ranch in the Australian colonies, and I travel everywhere with my trained and loyal companion, Crook. 
a German Shepherd. Okay. Oh, and one thing to point out about Miss Rogers, not because it really needs to be pointed out, but because it'll annoy Zophar, <laughs> and that just makes me happy because I'm a mean man. Uh, she is not military, and yet she has the most prodigious firepower as far as small arms goes with her, which she chose not to use, which could have significantly altered the battle of the previous session. But I am not rising to the bait, sir, <laughs> even though I really want to. <laughs> that was very helpful. <laughs> you were, yes. It may have prolonged the battle, but you at least were effective in helping. And that was equally important. I just like giving you crap because it's fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> and because we struggled for so long over you guys trying to break the stalemate, and the solution was right there. However, using Momentum for Challenge dice was also right there, and I didn't think of that. Anyway, you have been in the village of St. Zulak trying to figure out what is going on, why people have been herded into this chateau, and why the original garrison has been replaced by Black Sun troops. In trying to find out what happened, you were able to find the resistance leader, Aramis, who informed you about the firefight, which caused him and his resistance to be wounded and overtaken. You know that some ritual is occurring, and you have a pretty good idea that it is occurring within this chateau in the center of the village. Not at the center of the village, in the northeast. Wait, what the hell? And the only reason I'm even hesitating on this is because I can't just rattle it off because Dirk remembers these things, and it'll bite me in the ass later on when one of you will say, wait a minute, I thought you said it was in the center of the village, and I don't think it is. Anyway, but regardless, it doesn't really matter because you are nearing the chateau. You are actually in a barn where there was a truck blocking a trap door, which Aramis said would lead to tunnels, which would take you to the chateau, which, you know what? I am right. It's in the center of the damn village. You were in the northeast section because that's where you thought Aramis was, and that's where you found him, I believe. Yes. We'll just go with that. Although I and remember you having to cross. So the now we're going yeah. down the milk-covered tunnel because right because the milk truck got shot up. Yeah. Yes. I like um, to think of it as we're going down the Milky Way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No, Space Aces is the other game we're playing. But yes, that's very good. Uh, I'm trying to avoid any cow puns, lest we have to move things along. Uh huh. So, yes, so you are... There's supposed to be tension created, and no puns. Puns just ruin tension. Do I have your attention? Okay. Okay. So... Is that... Yes, you are... Where we join our heroes at this point, you are standing at the opened trap door in the floor with the truck moved to the side, and there is a ladder leading down from the trap door. Which... How slippery is it from the milk? It's a little slippery, but it's not so slippery that I'm worried about you falling to your doom. Like you'd worry about that anyway. You'd probably push me. I'm not here. I am the game master. I am uh -huh. simply... <laughs> hey, Captain, do you have a flare or something? Are these tunnels lit? A flare for the dramatic. Do you have a torch? As in flashlight? Not... Yeah, of course. Okay. 
as we shine the flashlight down there. Well, you can see that it is narrow and you can feel that it is damp and cold. And I would say most of the milk is on the trap door and around. The, it, I wouldn't say it's dripping into the room all that much or below. Pistol so in one no. hand, I'll start making my way down there. Okay. I'll hand the flashlight to Daphne. I'll shine the flashlight down the hatch so that he can see what he's doing and hope I'm not getting it in his eyes. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to make you a roll just to go down the stupid ladder. That's easy peasy. The only challenge you might have is getting the dog down, but because I don't know if dog... Well, dogs can climb ladders if they can climb stairs, so it might be a little bit tentative for him, but he does it. And you find yourself (laughs) in the cellar below the dairy, and you find three tunnels leading off. The air is cold and musty. There are small niches and alcoves carved and worn with time which suggests some ancient purpose forgotten by modern man. Nothing is currently stored down here, but there are signs of foot traffic. Which of these tunnels leads in the direction of the chateau? Well, which one did the guy say to take? I don't believe he did. Which one has the most foot traffic? Just tell us where people Uh, went, though. We want to go towards the chateau. Well, I would assume that... Oh, well, maybe not, because you're right. Never mind. I forgot the Nazis don't know about this. Can we look for freedom fighter markings? Give me a reason plus survival test. Was that aid? Assist? Mechanic, yeah. All right, quick recap. Using the proper character pronoun, when she's making her test, she rolls at least two d20s and is trying to get... uh, We roll one in case we need... Yes, and you roll one, and if she gets any successes at all, then you can add your own successes to hers. My reason is 10, and believe it or not, I have no survival. So that's 10. And I'm trying to go under? Yes. Okay. And I rolled 2d20. I only have one, so I'm going to roll twice, but pretend you don't notice that. One was a 10 exactly, and one was a 2 exactly. Okay. Those are two successes. Swan, you said you wanted to assist? Yes. Uh Okay. And I got a success under my reason and survival. Yeah, I've got a seven. I'm under 13. So that's three successes. You only needed one. So that's two momentum, which you can use to ask me questions for one apiece, or you can bank them for future use. Well, I think the question we want to know is, which tunnel do we need to follow to get to the chateau? (laughs) Yes. You know, I'm sure they labeled them. One says Lady, one says Tiger, one says Chateau. Right, right. Just based on what you can see from looking at the tunnels, it's hard to tell which way would be the Chateau. We tell the center town's that way, and there's a tunnel leading into that way. Let's take that one. So then what did the Freedom Fighters write? Uh, he just said there was a route... You could get to the chateau through the tunnels. He well, didn't... I I looked for freedom fighter markings, and I assumed I found them because of the successes. So that's I'm wondering what the markings said. Um. Okay. So I'm I'm not trying to be difficult. No, no, no. I I okay. In the interest of full disclosure, I should have read further down before I had you make that particular. <laughs> so what we're going to do is yes, you got through that test and you found 
freedom fighter markings. We're going to do one more test to interpret said freedom fighter markings because there have been a lot of footprints and other things and erosion from the dampness that are making it kind of difficult to read the markings. That is going to be another reason plus survival with a difficulty of two. Well, do I have to make the test or can no. the captain make it? And the captain I'll, could make I'll it. I'll support. Yeah. That would be like Assist. Daphne saying, hey, I see these markings, but I can't make out what they mean. And Captain yeah. Swan says, I'll find out. Well, because he's got a more military mind. So he may right. see they may be using a code from the Great War. Right, exactly. Ooh, that's a good, that's a great rationale there. Take a fortune point. Thank you. You're welcome. What did we start at? Four or I well, don't since you're only allowed three on on ah. for fortune points. Ah, well, okay, I've got one. I'm happy. Thank you. I would say if you had four and didn't use them, I would say you started. I um, I'm kind of curious. I am perfectly happy, Eric, and I don't want to delay things. So I'll take my fortune point. I'll be happy, and I will. See well, what I understand that, but there's more at stake than just you, and you have a big battle coming up. I don't think it's any big secret, and you're going to need all the help you can get. So I am going to say that because you had, did you have four on your sheet? I had four on my sheet, but you can't have more than three. So what we're going to do is say that you now have three. Okay, thank you. I don't know if that's correct. I don't know if you start each session with. Oh wait, I lied. I was looking at the wrong part of my sheet. I only had one. I had, oh, okay. I, I well, now you have my... two. Yeah, I, okay. I apologize. I was... No worries. All right, well, that solves that, because I didn't want to lose my spot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> though I would have for you. Because uh -huh. Yeah. Captain Swan, go ahead and make a reason plus survival test. You are looking to beat a difficulty of two. You may spend momentum to get extra D20s if you wish. We do have one left because we asked a question. Well, we started with four. Well, we started no. with five, and then it gets reduced to four because it's a new scene. Yeah, and then yeah. we added two and took away one sort five yeah i would say that question didn't even count because you had i mean if you don't get any momentum you do get to ask one question because you succeeded at your role so i wouldn't even say you spent the momentum to ask that particular question because the only question you asked was where's the chateau which you were trying to find out anyway from the role okay so you've got six. six yeah cool I'll spend one for another okay so you're rolling uh, three d20s so that's two successes then yep that's, that's what you got. got okay that's perfect so you are able to determine that the most efficient way to get to the chateau is through the right tunnel and as you make your way into the tunnel a burst of noise comes out you and you raise your pistol only to see that it's a flock of bats ah! flying by oh. Oh, filthy get him away filthy creatures <laughs> <laughs> And as you proceed further down, there are strange, eerie noises. Is it the wind, or is it something else? You're not entirely sure. It's definitely got you on edge as you traverse these long, abandoned caves. I'm going to pull out my pistol. Hey, you guys, try not to make so much noise. We don't want to scare any more bats and have Daphne screaming her head off. And of course, after she has finished screaming her head off, Crook Let's out a big shake. Ah! Oh. oh, okay. And let's out a snort of derision. I can't do it the way dogs do. Uh, yeah, there you go. 
The air is getting decidedly colder as you continue. Wisps of white mist slither like snakes or perhaps tentacles around your feet. There's a recessed wooden door here with no visible handle, but light shines through the cracks. Listening at the door provides no clue to what is beyond it, but it must be the right spot. Hey, Captain, what's on the other side of the door? Well, the only way to find out is to open it. There's light coming underneath the door. Yes, no visible handle, but yeah, light is shining through the cracks. Are the hinges on this side so it opens toward us or away from us? You don't see hinges. If the cracks let light through, can we put our eye up against the crack and see in? Assuming the light's not right on the other side of the door. I would say you can see a little bit. Anything worthwhile? You don't see anything very interesting through the... See, this is tricky because having been blind is a disadvantage here because I know what's on the other side, but I don't know if it would... And I don't just want to say, this is what's there because uh, you might not be able to tell from looking... and it's possible that the light can get through, but there's, there, it's not wide enough to really see anything through. It's, okay. it's fine. I, I, I would, I would I go just with living in a world of hope. Yeah, no, I mean, and there might be. This is one of my frustrations at GMing is sometimes I don't know what you would see. Like right now, there's a thing I could tell you, and maybe I should, but I don't know whether you'd be able to tell it by looking. How about smell? We can see a crook can smell something. Is it something that would smell that would give it away? Well, even if he smelled something that he recognized, how would he convey <laughs> what he's smelling to you? He's, he's well, very he... smart, but he's not Scooby-Doo. No, four <laughs> men. Two of them are angry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And here's oh, where but... I say I'm not purposely trying to be difficult. I just don't want to make it simpler than it is meant to be. Well, I want it to be a surprise now. I'm like investigating around the edge of the door to figure out how does it open? Give me a reason plus awareness. If awareness is a thing, I don't have it. I don't see an awareness in the list of skills. Okay, I don't either. There's uh, observation. Okay, give me reason plus observation. That'll work, actually. It's just as well. Yeah, I don't have that either, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that one's my special skill, but I'm not looking at the door. Oh, can I ask a silly question while he's looking? Sure. Does the corridor end at this door or does it go past the door and the door is kind of inside it ends at the door okay thank you okay so um what was my difficulty here one because you're right up next to the door and because i don't want to make this <laughs> we've got to get past the door so let's <laughs> exactly this is one of those over. deals where <laughs> yeah exactly okay well what does it mean if i get two successes and a 20 oh that means you got a complication but I did get a momentum. But you did get a momentum, and I have no friggin' idea what the complication could be in this situation. I'm going to say you smell the smell of paper, of all things. It evokes childhood memories of going with your father to the bookshop. Okay. Yes, I'm filling, in, <laughs> I'm filling in background details of your character. Captain, I didn't know you were literate. <sighs> so how do I open this door? As you are observing it and you smell that, you press on it, and it starts to give, but it feels like it's very heavy. It doesn't feel like a door so much as... It's the other end of a secret passage built into a bookcase. 
That is using your observation specialty to its finest, and that is exactly what you are pretty certain is correct. I mean, I've spent a lot of time around creepy libraries with secret passages, so I know the signs. We've all watched Scooby-Doo. Actually, no, you haven't. It hasn't been invented yet. But I'm fascinated with forbidden knowledge. (laughs) Assuming you say that out loud, Daphne, then uh, it becomes apparent that, yes, that's exactly what it is. This is a back of a bookshelf that is placed against the entrance, which becomes increasingly clear as you try to move it to open. Which will flatly, does it feel like it's going to slide or swing open? Uh, It feels like it could be pushed out of the way. That sounds Uh, like a slide. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and make a uh, difficulty one brawn plus athletics test. I mean, your your help here against this door, this this thing, Corporal, it's uh, a bit heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. I no successes. I can help push it aside. Let me in there. I got this. Okay, you can't assist him because he already got no successes, but I will let you do your own test. Okay. And you could have your dog assist you if you wanted as well. He's not so good at sliding stuff to one side. So that's two 20s, right? Yes, unless you want to spend momentum for more. So I think you guys have, what did we say? Five, I should have written that down. I, I think we're down to five. Okay. So you said brawn and what else? Athletics. Okay, my brawn is 11. My athletics is three. Okay, so you need to roll 14 or under on either of those dice. I got a three on one and a two on the other. Girl power. In your athletics, is there anything in parentheses? Nope, just athletics three. Well, that's still two successes. That's an extra momentum, so you're back up to six. As you push the shelf aside, you have entered some sort of cellar, and it is freezing, and the wisps of mist seem to be denser in here than in the tunnels. It seems long abandoned and is full of cobwebs and other detritus. At the top of the stairs is a thick wooden trap door currently closed. We probably should listen to see if we hear soldiers footsteps or anything above us before we go through the trap door going to the trap door is basically the only place to go so you go up there and as you're listening you hear a sonorous chanting on the other side in some ancient inhuman tongue well that's always a good sign it's getting interesting now yes what do you do i'll slowly raise up the trap door enough so that we can peek out and get an idea it's a push door It is not locked or anything. It easily pushes open. Poking your head up and out of the trap door, you find yourself in a small anteroom off of a larger chamber. The larger room into which you are looking is circular with an altar near the far wall, a single closed door on the left wall, and six supporting columns, providing a degree of cover, hint, 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 while reaching up to the ceiling four meters above your head. On each column, a civilian is tied. As you take in their appearance, you can see they are beaten, crying, and screaming in fear at something on the altar. You follow their gaze to the source of their terror, a stone slab red with the blood of sacrificial victims. Above, a glowing phosphorescent light surrounds a black sun master, four black sun novices and a bizarre creature with fearsome claws and a slathering tongue instead of a head. Above, a dark presence seems to be forming in the air 
as the chanting of terrible ancient words continues. I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I quickly go, uh, Miss Rogers, any insight about the best way to quickly stop this? The first thing we need to do is stop the chanting. The vibration of the chanting is what's feeding the power of the, the wave length is what's feeding the power to summon the dark figure in C-form. So we need to disrupt the chanting and obviously stop the sacrifices and probably would be a good idea to take out the master. Well, Crook and I can go after some of the Black Sun people who are chanting while you guys concentrate on the master. I'll act as a diversion, Crook and I. All right. There weren't currently any sacrifices on the slab, correct? It's currently unoccupied. Right. right. Okay. But there are plenty of possible sacrificial victims left. There was one tied to each of yeah. the columns. Yeah. Also, if we can avoid it, no more sacrifices. That would be bad. Yes. Probably let's not need us to... end up as sacrifices. That would be really bad. Any sacrifice would be bad at this juncture, considering how much power is already in the ceremony, but I get your meaning. So, shall we, as you military folks say, wreak havoc? Okay. So who are we going to have go first on this? I'll make sure I've got Old Faithful loaded. And if I can move to a good position of cover, take aim on the, the master, I'll open fire and then everybody else. And while you're doing that, Crook and I will slink around behind one of the other pillars so we can leap out at the people chanting. Do I have time to ask my first of several questions? Uh, you may... Spend a momentum to ask a question. Oh, I didn't think it was that kind of question. Um, I'm not going to waste a momentum on it. Well, uh, it wouldn't be ordinarily, but we're in a very high-tension situation where time is of the essence and there's not a lot of time for planning and whatnot. So I'm being No, this bit... wasn't planning. I'm just curious how a circular room has a left wall. Well, even circular rooms have left and right. It's fine. It's fine. It just... Don't mind. Of course, me. it depends on which way you're facing. <laughs> this is true. I mean, it's all one wall. Anyway, that was all. It wasn't a tactical question. I just go, over there, Daphne. Over there. (laughs) (laughs) We are up to six momentum, correct? Yes. Okay. And it costs three for two dice. Yes. Now, you did roll a complication earlier, and I did not use it earlier. So I am going to uh, use it now. As you are conferring about your plan, three of the civilians scream in terror and their hearts erupt from their chests. A dark presence above the Black Sun Master, Jan Stoller, solidifies and forms a protective shield around him. Of course. That's not good, Captain. No. Can we get rid of that? Um, It's How do we get rid of that? That's a very good question. Um, we brought you on here for a reason. This is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is. So, um, I think there's a sigil on the base of the column. If we disrupt the sigil, it will break the flow of energy and destroy the shield. The column where the heart exploded. Well, there were three parts that exploded. Yeah, the energy from the explosions are being funneled through sigils that is at the head of the altar, and that is there a make shit up roll here? <laughs> there is now. Well, <laughs> spending momentum to declare a truth? 
that definitely is a possibility. I'm trying to remember whether it's one or two momentum to declare a truth. I believe it's two. Most two truth, uh, two points. Yeah. Okay, I will spend two points to declare the truth that the energy is being focused through a sigil at the head of the altar. That we need to disrupt the sigil. And that's to get rid of the protective barrier? Yes. Or, okay. There are three civilians left. They've just watched three of their comrades go all Temple of Doom on them and have their hearts burst through their chest. Now, don't forget, because you have magic, Daphne, you do have the ability to do the counterspell and at least keep things somewhat at bay if you want. But the price for that is that you can't cast a spell that turn. The only spell I have is healing, which is a ritual spell. Right, so, but every um, magic user has... Oh, I have a counter spell. This spell does not count towards your bound spells in your mantle. Once per round, you may use this when an enemy you can see attempts to cast a spell. You roll your paradise for each effect roll. The difficulty of the enemy spell increases by plus one. The spellcaster uses this reaction may not attempt to cast a spell in their following turn. Yeah, in the following turn, that's right. So yeah. it's even more insidious than I thought. But yeah, you do have that as a possible oh. defense. I had forgotten about that because I didn't think I was worthwhile as a magic because I only have... The only spell listed on my sheet is the healing spell, so I didn't think I could cast others. Well, see, you were wrong, and that's the second time you've thought you were. Maybe you should not think of your character as not worthwhile. No, I think she's totally worthwhile. <laughs> But I so mean, what's my... She was worthwhile now in two respects that you nearly forgot about because you were busy saying she wasn't worthwhile. You forgot she has a badass gun and a badass counterspell. What is her mantle? That's not something you need to worry about for the purposes of this quick start. A mantle is like if you have a wand, you can carry a certain number of spells in your that you called your mantle. And okay. in a regular game, you would be counting how many... You have to charge your mantle at the beginning of it. It's sort of like the D&D thing where you have a certain number of spell slots. It's sort of like that. Not completely like that, but it's kind of that idea where it keeps magic users from just running roughshod over everybody else by casting spells all over the damn place. Which is why magic users in this game can also use guns. Spells are very powerful, but they have limited number of applications. But for the purposes of this, we're not worrying about that. So I, I don't have other spells I can cast through the battle. No. Okay. You have so the can I counter spell and you have the counter spell. Can I counter spell the shield? No. And the reason for that is strictly mechanical. That was the product of a complication. Okay. And I already spent the momentum to create the sigil to right. counter it anyway. So I'm right. not. No worries. So now that we've had that detour. Well, I think we still need to get through these people to the sigil and the master and the creature to get anything done. So we might want to, while we're fighting, maybe have Daphne sneak around and try to untie the people from the pillars. Yeah, that would deny them their victims for the ritual. And I'm going to get behind a pillar, take aim, and I think I'll try to shoot that sigil so that'll break his protection spell. And I think I still have to try to fight my way through because that's going to help distract them while you guys are aiming and trying to sneak around and get the sacrifices off the pillars and everything. Okay. I am spending two threat of my 14. Nice. And when you fire the gun, you hit the altar, but you don't hit the sigil. The Black Sun Master hears the noise and he sees you, turns to you, and he mockingly says, Who are you? 
You should not be here, but no matter. I need more sacrifices, and you have brought yourselves here willingly. A most gratifying outcome. <laughs> and he returns to his ritual. So that was me using two of my threat to block that. I'm going to have to read up next time to see if that is a flagrant violation. It sounds a bit excessive. It does. I don't think we have anything that, that we can use our stuff that just... Uh, well, you can use momentum to... To add a die. <laughs> to make a truth, which is what I basically did. I, I made a truth that... Yeah, man. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's a truth that affects my character, though. That seems a little... That, you know, it isn't a uh, truth about the world. Right. It's right. the truth about my character that seems a little stepping on my... You're deprotagonizing me, man. <laughs> well, I won't do it again. <laughs> Can he at least roll for momentum? Yes. I will, uh, I will allow that. Ooh, and I was wrong. My threat was only 13, not 14. So, now... You're at 11. It is 11. Because I'm tracking now, too, buddy. <laughs> In fact, because it is, as you said, excessive, I will make it four threat instead of two that way at least there was more of a cost for me now i'm down to nine threat instead of 14 you mean 13 right so you do have this it says environmental effects and narrative changes the game master may trigger or cause problems with the scene or environment by spending threat that's basically what i did all right fine you know what we will do this because it is bugging me because i feel like he's right or should we just move on? Uh, I can say a gust of cold wind affected your aim and give you a much higher difficulty to make the shot. Mm, that sounds more appropriate. Okay. So yeah. I, okay. So I will do that. I'll go back to only spending two threat. So that makes it back up to 11. 11. And the difficulty to hit the thing is three. I'll spend one momentum. So now your momentum is down to three. And that is three successes. It's all reliable. Well, then you hit the sigil and the glowing aura around them fizzles out. And that is when he turns and says, ah, the only addition I will make is when he turns to you, he's startled by the fact that his magic has been usurped, but he recovers pretty quick. And he directs his minions, attack them, capture them. You guys have the initiative as the heroes. I believe only one of you has acted. While all this is going on, we haven't done anything with Sarah and Crook or you yet, Daphne. So uh-huh. while this was happening, what is Sarah and Crook doing? What are Sarah and Crook doing? We had already gotten behind two different pillars. And unfortunately, we got splattered with a little bit of blood when their hearts exploded. But <laughs> <laughs> we both jump on two different of the Black Sun guys and start fighting with them, trying to get them down. I have my service revolver and Crook is using his bite. Okay. He's going to be assisting you in your attack is how that works. Yes. And yeah. because you're attacking two targets, that costs two momentum to do. An additional target within reach of the primary target is also affected by the attack, suffering the full effects of the attack. Yeah, that'll cost you two momentum. And I believe you have three in your pool. Yes. You want right. to do that? Yes. Okay. So brawn and fighting or... You're shooting one with the service revolver, so that is yeah. coordination and uh, what the hell? Fighting. Thank you. 
That's right. Coordination and fighting for guns and brawn and uh, fighting for. Would, would that be considered close quarters? I would say yes. so. You're in the same zone, I believe. Oh, yeah. I never did yeah. tell you. There are four zones in here. There's the antechamber, the main room, the altar where the ritual is taking place, and the side door leading to the ritual room. Well, you're already well past that point because you were looking out through the trap door. Yeah, and then we snuck out right. and are so, using the pillars for cover. Right, which just, you might want to note, gives you two challenge dice of cover, which might come in handy later. And by contrast, and it also gives the Black Sun novices two things of cover as well. So mine is fighting and coordination, which would be 13, and crooks would be agility and fighting which would be 13. Okay. And I rolled a three and a six. Okay, so that is two successes for you. And he gets to roll one d20. Ooh, that was close. But he did succeed. He got 11. She has a focus in close quarters. Oh, what is her close quarters focus? Sorry, the skill rating. Fighting for with close quarters in hand-to-hand in parentheses. Okay, and what did you roll? Three and a six. Okay, so that's actually three successes. And he got one success. So you both hit. You generated two momentum, which you can, if you so choose, use, as we've established, to get bonus challenge dice. As it stands right now, uh, how much damage does your gun do? Four stress, salvo vicious. So that's four challenge dice. And um, I'm trying to remember what vicious does. I almost remember. Add plus one to the total stress inflicted for each effect roll. Oh, okay. So So five stress. Well, for each, plus one for each effect rolled. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't rolled your challenge dice yet. Those are the six-sided, right? Yes. I got a two, a six, and two fours. This guy's got two dice of cover from the pillar and two dice of armor. So he resists two... Three. Did we establish that a five and a six are plus? Yeah, it's plus one and effect. Mm-hmm. He rolled two effects. I don't think effects do much when you're resisting. So he has five stress of resistance. How many did you roll? A six, a two, and two fours. Unfortunately, the two fours are zero. Right. The six is one plus effect, so that's two. And the two is also two. But that's only four, so the five resistance means he is able to cancel out all the damage you did with the gun. Now, as far as Crook, Crook barely got a success, but a success he got. And how much does his bite do? Three stress. Hopefully he rolls very well, because this guy rolled very well. Um, Do you want to spend any momentum to add bonus challenge dice for him? Yes, I'll spend one momentum. So, four dice for him. Four dice for him. And the guy rolled six resistance, so I hope he rolls very well. Two fives and two twos. Well, the two twos is great. That's four stress. Actually, yeah, that is six and six. Does he have any effects on his bite? No, it just says bite, agility, plus fighting, hand-to-hand, three stress. Shit. He jumps on to the guy, and his teeth pierce the clothing, but do not pierce the skin, and the guy shoves him aside. So that's your action. What is Daphne doing? Daphne is torn. 
Daphne is going to try and untie the closest civilian. I would say that would be a reason plus coordination difficulty one. Reason and coordination are both attributes. Son of a bitch. Um, reason plus observation? Um, Medicine? Engineering? Stealth? Reason plus <laughs> athletics. Okay, so reason it is. <laughs> <laughs> but my reason's a 10, so I'm going to just... Okay, and you yes. can... Let's see. After she spent momentum for Crook, that gives you... Zero. Oh, you're out of momentum. Yep. No worries. Keep now, if you want to add a twenty to your a d twenty to your roll, you can always give me some threat. Ah, uh, you wouldn't know what to do with it, so I will <laughs> just. Oh, I've got this um, big chart here that tells me things I can do with it. Oh, keep calm, old chap. I will have you out of here in a jiffy. And that's a fourteen. And that's a five. One success, that is enough. You figure out how to untie the knots that are binding him. And I send him towards the trap door. Merci, merci. Shoo, shoo. (laughs) Get out of here. Giving him the boot. Okay, he... he Before you get hurt more. He pulls himself up the ladder and out the trap door. Okay, good. Good job. All right. Okay, so it looks like it is now the bad guy's turn. Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to say... They had their turn because all that stuff was going on while he was shooting at the thing and Stoller turned and gave his big speech, attacked them. So yeah, I'm going to let you guys have one more. We're starting a new round and you guys have uh, initiative because that was happening simultaneously while all this other stuff was happening. I had already established that whether I should have or not is a tale for another time, but I did. If we go by the previous order, it's going to be Swan- Sarah and Daphne, but if you guys want to do something else, that's up to you. That's okay with me. I have no preference. I don't think what you two do will change what I do. Might affect momentum generation and youth. Oh, that's true. Well, so my plan is to work my way closer to the bad guy freeing the three prisoners, you know, go to the next closest and then the next closest. So my plan was going to be running to the next dude and freeing him. Is that fine for me to go first? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, same test as before. Okay, I was more checking with them rather than you. But... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Be- because I don't think I'm going to need much momentum and I have a chance of getting one. So, um, not that way. That was a 15. And that one, son of a gun, just didn't roll. Or it was a 20. Well, which, okay, it was a 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happens is when you are approaching to try to free the next civilian, the uh, Black Sun novice who is standing there notices you and is going to attack you. Take your filthy eyes off of me, you Hufflepuff creep. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I think we need some momentum, so I'm looking for an easy target. What's the... <laughs> What's the easiest one to shoot? Probably the big tongue-looking guy, because he's kind of hard to miss, I would think. So what would be the difficulty to shoot him? Damn, he is very hard to hit. Or at least he's very hard to damage. I think there's a a minion who's running around, tripping on his robe, making a nice target, you know. (laughs) Yeah, probably one of the easiest ones to hit would be the one who screamed out when uh, Crook attacked him. Although you might 
have to be careful not to shoot the dog. Oh, crook knows better than stay into one place yeah, I too would, long. I would think so. You um, could always shoot one of the potential sacrifices to deprive the enemy of a living beating heart. That's an easy target. You're trying to save That's them. That's like a certain bit of logic. I didn't know Daphne was that cold-blooded. I know. I was being... Man. I was being facetious, and he couldn't hear me anyway. I was occupied by yeah. the German. Before Swan takes his action, I'm going to have Daphne do something just because it involves her occultism, and I think this is something she would have done when she was looking at the altar to find the sigil. Daphne, give me an insight plus academia test. And it's occultism academia? Yep. yep. So that is a focus of I roll under a four. Difficulty two. Can I use one of my fortunes to declare a critical success? Oh, hell yes, you can. Send a die to one? Yep. Okay. So that's two successes. That's two successes right there. So I'd still have you roll just to generate momentum. And it was a 19. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. But you... Uh, do notice that when you were looking at the altar and noticing the sigil, you know what? We're doing this like a leverage flashback. So you are trying to free the guy notices you and you have a moment of, ah, you notice that the presence seems to be emanating from a large book on the altar. It's inscribed with occult sigils and its ancient bindings appear to be made from human leather. You quickly recognize the book as the dread Azius Demonicium, a tome used to summon the powers of the outer dark. You quickly surmise that if the book can be closed or destroyed, then the summoning will be disrupted. Captain, forget everything I said about the thermic. That was all poppycock. Close the book. <laughs> close the book to end the madness. Just close the book. And they say, ah, as the German punches me in the face. Yes, that will happen on his turn. Now, armed with that knowledge, does that change what you wanted to do, uh, Captain? Well, what's between me and the book? Where are you? You're still by the trap door? I'm... He was by the lava pit. (laughs) I was using one of the columns as cover to shoot. The book is on the altar, so that is one zone away from you. And what's going to stop me from just walking over there Um, and... Shutting the book. Wouldn't you like to know? Well, your tonguey little friend. Your tonguey little friend, exactly. He would be stopping you. Well, then obviously, we've got to eliminate that. (laughs) Or at least I can engage it, and hopefully somebody can get there. Maybe the dog can do it. He's the the most successful of us all. (laughs) (laughs) That's because the GM has a soft spot for dogs. No, uh, you're about to find out that that's not true when the bad guy's turn comes around. I had said, I'm going to treat him like any other character. See, I still think, and the way the system works, even if I hit this thing without any momentum, I don't think I'll be able to do enough to damage it. Can you find a chandelier to swing across past him? Can I roll an yeah, assist? Uh, if you do, that'll yeah. take your action for the turn. Your yeah. major action, I mean. Well, yeah. Some of these talents here don't seem to be... I'm going to try to use a talent, but it just seems something that you can do normally. What? Which, what are you looking it, at? It says, in an action scene, as a major action, you can select an ally you can communicate with, and that character may immediately attempt a major action if this action includes a skill test you assist them with your tactic skill. That's kind of like just normally helping. 
It doesn't seem like a big talent. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what the <laughs> distinction is there. I guess you're yeah, taking them you would out let of them act twice. I guess in a, maybe, in yeah, a or they're acting out of turn. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. They would let them act twice at the cost of my action. But right, since oh yeah, I guess that's not that much the leader usually. So you're like, come on, go do this, and they're like, okay, okay, and yeah, yeah, but it's it's, it's not that much different than just assisting on something where you're using your action right to the role so it, it doesn't seem like a big boon well i think i'll just be brazen and and try to charge straight for the book and if i can get around the beast if not okay we'll see what happens you're basically moving this round that'd be the rush action it sounds like you're in the main room the altar is there so don't even know if you need to take the rush action because that's long range. And I think long range is like two or three zones away. That's the whole point. So you are moving to the altar this round. That is what you are doing. Um, movement. And- right. And then you can take a, uh, yeah, you know, damn it. All right. I, <laughs> this is going to be a short, uh, oh, wait, I have threat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is a case where I think I am in my rights to use it. You get to the book. I'm going to use two threat to interrupt so that the servitor gets an attack. Actually, when you first see him up close, because he steps into view, you are affected. Well, you're not affected. I'm going to give you the role. But I'm saying his unearthly presence causes you to potentially bring you up short. Unearthly presence, mental five with piercing one i don't think there's anything to roll to hit he just the first time you see him you are affected and that's why i'm saying see him up close because i mean you saw him from a distance but now you're in the thick of things will plus resilience difficulty two and if i fail this i take some mental stress yes will plus resilience three and seven yeah get two then you are not affected by his unearthly presence Live through the horrors of the Great War. You're nothing. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you don't get any momentum for that, but that is what you needed. I'm fighting over story, coolness, and rules accuracy because I'm tempted to have that count as your other action, but it is a resistance test. So it really, the only thing that would be is if you got brought up short by him just stepping into view and you're like, oh, and you do manage to gather yourself, but it does, it is a little bit unsettling to see this thing out of, you're not stressed by it, but it's still a, holy fuck, what is that moment? We haven't had Sarah's other action yet. What are you doing? I am going to use my brawn, and I am going to pick up one of the Black Sun novices who Crook and I was fighting with, and okay. I am going to throw him directly at the head guy, the priest. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure how to. That would Ron be and fighting, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just wondering how much stress a human target takes from a human target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll let you figure that out. Ron and fighting. That's fifteen. I got a one and a two. Whoa! You have close quarters as your fighting focus. Close quarters, hand to hand. 
with a fighting of four. So a fighting of four, and you rolled a one and a two? Yeah. That's four success. Holy shit. That's four successes, which gives you three momentum. And I'm going to say that does a base stress of three dice. Do you want to add any of your momentum to add bonus dice? Let's do one. So that'd be four, four. right? Yep. Two fives, a one, and a three. Okay, well, hold on. Those are zero. Okay, he only took two off from cover and armor. That only is a net stress of one. So now he's got stress of four instead of five. Which one did you... I picked up one of the novices and... Was it the one you took a shot at or was it a different one? It was the one I took a shot at. Okay, I'm going to say he took a stress as well because he got thrown. So he is not attacking you anymore. All right, so that was your action. Got two momentum left in there. Okay, momentum two. Okay, so has everybody now gone on the good guy's side? I think so, yeah. I think so. All right, so now... Good is a relative term. Yeah. All right, I think so, the only one of us that's totally good might be Crook. And the novice who he attacked is taking a shot at him. And that's coordination plus fighting with a close quarters focus. That's fighting three, coordination eight, so that's 11. Well, Crook, there's hope for you. However, because I'm a heartless bastard, I am going to use... Threat. You're going to piss me off and make me use my broad more on those people. Just wring their scrawny necks. You heartless bastard. It's three momentum, and in this case, three threats to add two d20s, I believe. Rolling 11 or less. That one missed. That one missed. Two misses and a 20. So three misses with a complication. Told you you were soft on dogs. <laughs> no, the dice are soft on dogs. <laughs> um, does anybody have any ideas about the complication? His shot goes wild and knocks the book off the altar. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, it lands open. Actually, yes. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say, thank you. I was about to say, actually, yes. That's a very good complication. The shot goes wild, knocks the book off the altar, but it lands upside down open a few feet away. All right, so there's that. The other one, the other novice is attacking Daphne, and he is not using, because I don't want to blow all my threats. I counterspell. We haven't got there yet, but okay. <laughs> um, he misses, because these dice suck at rolling low, because they've been playing D&D so long. <laughs> okay, so he misses. The servitor is attacking Swan, and he is going to use his what? He is going to use... His tongue to lick the hill. It's like a kiss. It means he likes you, Captain. Yeah, probably with acid spit. (laughs) He is going to use his tentacly tongue. We have to stop talking. We're giving him ideals. Hand to hand, that is... It's unsanitary is what it is. Agility plus fighting. Agility plus fighting. Okay. With Uh, difficulty one opposed by the target's own agility plus fighting, also difficulty one. Okay. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve with a focus of three. And he will spend three threat to uh, get some extra 20s because I'm a cruel, heartless person and because. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, my die just flew out of my hand, bounced off the (laughs) computer, and. (laughs) <laughs> on the, They're like, uh, this 
All right. what you get for cussing us out. That definitely missed. At an 18, yeah, I'd say that missed. Uh, 17 also missed. Jesus Christ, come on. And a 15 also misses. You guys, wow, you dice are very nice to my players and not nice to me. Okay, so he tries to attack you with his tongue. You feel his fetid Trip breath against it. your face as he lashes out at you. Do I? I think I you get to generate, roll anyway. Yeah, do I generate momentum because I got two successes? I think not only do you generate momentum, you generate a momentum, and I think you can cause stress from your hit if you want, although his armor is pretty substantial, so I'm not sure you would be able yeah, to... It doesn't say anything about generating on defense. Okay. I thought I saw that, but... but maybe it does. Well, let me look. Uh, let me... It's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> stress 7, armor 4. Jesus. Yeah, armor 4. If the target wins the opposed test, they may choose to inflict stress to you instead or move to any point within close range. I will select to move to any point within close range. I want to move to the book. Okay, that is done. That right there, in all honesty, since I enjoy giving these behind-the-scenes details, is why I used the threat on you, because I figured this is going to wrap up pretty quick. <laughs> so now we are down to three threat. The only one we haven't had go yet is the master himself. And there are two more novices who are going to assist him in his casting. I counterspell. Oh, wait. Read me how that works again while I'm looking this up, because I'm not saying you can't. I'm just not sure what the right procedure is. I for... remember he might be a little shaken since he got <clears throat> somebody thrown into him. Yes, he might. Yes. It says once per round, you may use this when an enemy you can see attempts to cast a spell. You roll your paradise. For each effect roll, the difficulty of the enemy spell is increased by plus one. A spellcaster who uses this reaction may not attempt to cast a spell in their following turn. Okay. Yeah, it's a one challenge, but... Hey, that's uh, still nothing to sneeze at. I believe I still have three fortune. I'm just going to see if I can buy more paradise with fortune or challenge and dice. No. You can with momentum, though. Yeah, you can you get uh, you make two successes, and if that generates your momentum, I guess, then you could spend the momentum instantly. Oh, it says I just roll my paradise and it increases the difficulty. It doesn't say I test. Oh, okay. No, but you can always spend momentum to add to your challenge dice. So we have two momentum? Three. Yeah. Three. Three. Yeah. So I'll spend one, and that'll give me two challenge dice to increase the difficulty by two. If I, if I, if you roll any effects, yeah, you know what? I'll spend all in momentum and get two challenge dice for a total of three because I'm selfish. A six. There you go. That's an effect. A two. That's and a not two. an effect. Well, okay, that's four stress and an effect. What does it say happens with stress on that thing? It does not say anything about stress. It says, for each effect roll, the difficulty increases by plus one. Stress does nothing. But you got one effect. Yeah. Okay. So it's one harder. One harder. Will plus persuasion. Difficulty three in this case. Will is nine. Persuasion is one. Wow, you have a shitty persuasion, buddy. All right, so that's ten or less, and I've got three threat left. Yeah, we're going to go for broke here. It's ten or less. Rolled three twenties. Ooh, got a nine. That's one success. Got a four. Two successes. 
Oh, no! Two successes, which is not enough, and a complication. <laughs> and he still has to take two challenge dice worth of stress at a cost, which give him three stress. So his stress is now down to seven. Not that that's really going to, because this thing's pretty much over. This is why you brought me along. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. He tries and he failed. And what happens when he fails a roll? I don't know if this happens when you fail one roll or if that's a little unclear to me. It says when the thing is miscast. Well, you know what? We're going to say it is this way because they say when the ritual is miscast, as far as I'm concerned, when you fail a ritual casting test, it doesn't say you have to fail a certain number of times. And he failed this one. He only got two out of three necessary successes. So he gets an additional two challenge dice and an injury. So he automatically has an injury from this. Sorry, I will, I will get into the non-mechanical story ramifications of this in a second. Two challenge dice. Two more stress are gone. So he has an injury and five stress left. Wow. Good job on you with that counter spell. That was nothing. Oh, I forgot to resist. Two, three. Yeah. Okay, so he doesn't take any more stress. So his stress is back to seven. But he did take an injury, which is huge. He can only take two injuries. The presence intensifies for a few seconds and then disappears in a explosion of thunder and lightning and sulfurous smell that was daphne's turn good job i well, believe it was is, well no that was his turn but you yeah, yeah. so i believe it yeah. is a new round now where you guys are up so yeah there's not a whole hell of a lot left <laughs> there's not a whole hell of a lot to do other than just uh mop up and close the damn book yeah as i've <laughs> jumped uh sliding away from the beast Grabbing the book, closing it, and shooting Fritz there. Staller, the uh, black yeah, son. Staller. Okay, go ahead and roll your shot as he screams mm -hmm. in rage and frustration. That was the one I forgot. If you take five or more stress from an attack, <laughs> of course I miss and have a twenty. Don't <laughs> stretch it out. Okay, so you miss, and, and I'll, uh, I'm going to spend a fortune to, or two. Well, you tell me what the... Actually, I can't avoid a 20, though, with the fortune. No. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to make this... I was like, you have to do that before you roll. Um, well, you can re-roll. You can re-roll. Yeah. Oh, well, you can do that if you want. You haven't spent a fortune point this scene. Yeah, if, I can, if I can do that, no. If I can do that, if you can re-roll a 20, then I'll do that. It's the last round of the game, more likely than not. Go ahead. Okay. So I don't know if you actually can, but I don't see why you couldn't. So I do get one success then, so I do at least hit so him. So you did hit him. I do three points of stress. He has one armor and... Oh, two... He takes the two stress, so now he's down to five and one injury. The other part of your action was grabbing the book. Closing, I heard that. Yeah, closing, closing the book. The book yeah. Okay. The ritual is broken and the Black Sun are, at least for now, defeated. Yet you hear the pounding of many boots coming from the chateau above. Whether they are arriving to continue the fight or running to summon more forces against you is irrelevant. You have overstayed your welcome and need to flee the area. As the entire chamber 
begins to shake and collapse upon itself. The servitor, having been brought to life by some of the effects of this ritual, screams an inhuman sound of anguish as it disintegrates before your very eyes into a puddle of goo. As Quickly you free the prisoners tied to the columns before we leave. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. I will not make nice. you roll for that. Getting back to London to report this will be a challenge, but at least the world is a safer place for now. As we, as we run out, we look back and Kirk's trotting behind us, brook in the mouth, slobbering all over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was rather hoping to get a look at that. Well, you might be able to, although... Crook might not share it. It might be his new chew toy. <laughs> it is made out of human leather. Yes, it is. Yes. That's I a know. damn disturbing chew toy. Yes, yeah. I know. Ooh, and it's oh. 8 o'clock on the yeah. dot. All right. Oh, I got to go out to bed, guys. All right. Oh, yep. Okay. I, I... Thank you, Eric. Yep. Yeah. So it was. That was the final session of our Achtung Cthulhu Quick Start, a quick trip to France. Thank you again, Modifius, for publishing it. And my, I've decided to use this time post-session to kind of give my thoughts. I, I, I'm just letting the music loop run. I might try to find a different loop that's a little bit longer, uh, but it's become kind of a tradition of the show. I mean, good God, we've been doing this for 87, or no, 88 issues now, and it's been used every time, so I don't know. If I find something that's amazing, uh, I might change it. But anyway, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I I want to really like this system, the 2D20 system, because it's got so many games that I would like to play that use it. I mean, there's this, there's Conan, there's Star Trek Adventures... There's John Carter of Mars, Dune. I mean, just a ton. And, and more coming all the time. Fallout might be a bit too crunchy for me, but it's there for those who want it. And I applaud you for it, and I do have the game. I might change my mind. But the point is, I, I really want to like this system, and I, I like the basics of it. My problem is that it's hard to keep track of everything going on when I'm trying to do the fight scenes. This one in particular was tricky because there were so many pieces on the board, so to speak. And I'm doing it all theater of the mind, folks. It's not because I necessarily want to, although I love theater of the mind. But the reality is, as a blind gamer who's never seen a day in his life, I don't have an easy way to access or create maps that I can use. I mean, yes, there are ways to do it, but they are either very expensive or very time-consuming, or both. And when I'm trying to run a game quickly, I don't have time to take some expensive thing and draw out a map. If anybody has any ideas that I'm missing, please let me know, because I would love to hear them. But as of this recording, I don't know of any way that I could access maps. And even if I could, I'm not really a map kind of guy. So I just have to wing it in my head and keeping everything 
visualized sometimes gets tricky, especially when you're dealing with who's doing what and where and and keeping track of... I mean, I, I can keep track of damage and things like that to a large degree. That's not a problem. The problem is just... Is just uh, I mean, good God, in this one you had the troopers, you have the novices, you have that servitor, the, the tongue thing, you have Stahl, the PCs, and we only had three to keep track of. Four if you count the dog, and I do. But if I had been playing this with the gutter skypes, I would have had to deal with twice as many PCs on top of everything else. It's just a lot, at least it was for me. Part of this comes down to me being more organized. Part of it comes down to having a better way of keeping track of character stats, whether it be transcribing them into Braille by hand or just having a big computer file that I can refer to or maybe having each character in its own separate file and I can just have all the windows open on my screen and find something quickly and easily that way. I don't know. I just have to experiment and find out. And you guys get to come along for the ride! But that's that's part of it, is just finding out how best to organize things. Maybe part of it is... I don't know. I'm still learning. I've been game mastering more in the past few months than I have <laughs> maybe ever. Um, and I'm finding that this podcast is sort of becoming Eric's journey to be a better game master. <laughs> So, I'm hoping that as you all are able to see that this is becoming a more consistent thing as opposed to what it's been for the past few years, which is either nothing at all or every once in a while an issue comes out and then we wait forever for the next one. Um, But I'm hoping as you see that I'm serious about being more consistent that we'll start to get feedback up and running. I may turn the comments back on the blog um, and spam be damned. I, I don't know, because I miss making it easy for you guys to give feedback, and I feel like the Facebook page might not be the easiest way to do it. Anyway, I'm wanting to try either more Achtung Cthulhu or another game, because I love the setting of Achtung Cthulhu. I just don't know if the rules... And this is a lighter version of 2D20, so I just don't know. I mean, there's a lot to sing the praises of, I don't want to sound like I'm dogging on the game. I'm not. This is a great game. It just may not be great for me. I like my action fast and furious, rules light so it doesn't get in the way, and I'm not sure 2D20 really is that for me. Uh, Again, would love feedback, would love to be shown the error of my ways and ways I could do it better, because I hear on the actual plays they're just blowing through it like there's no tomorrow and they're having all this cinematic style stuff going on and I feel like my stuff is I mean it doesn't seem that slow here because I've edited a lot of (laughs) pauses while I flip through things and try to find rules for this or that out and so you don't have to hear those but they were there anyway I'm babbling I just I want to give my players and myself to say nothing of you listeners the kind of pulp experience I very much enjoy in my movies that I watch and the books that I read and I haven't figured out a way to do that uh, with very many game systems because I find that a lot of times when action starts everything grinds to a screeching halt 
or to a crawl, as now we're having to deal with all kinds of rules and whatnot. And it doesn't help that action is, understandably, I hasten to add, dealt in slow motion. <laughs> you know? Anyway, this has gone on way long, and uh, I'm going to end this now. But, uh, again, would love to get feedback from you. Leave comments on our Facebook page or on the off chance that you go to mtmjetpack.com. <laughs> ah, you thought I forgot about that, didn't you? I may have comments turned on and uh, we'll see what happens from there. I mean, if you want to leave comments there, that would be great. And either way, you will get responded to. Next week, we are going to have another exciting adventure, but this time we're going to space. So until then, this is Blind Geek thanking you once again for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar! <laughs> <laughs>